Hello and welcome to the Mark's Ish Brothers podcast. My name is Joseph. I am Cam. And this week we are talking about uh, not really a movie, but just the state of movies. Uh, <laughs> we are discussing a lot of news. There's been tons of news. Um, originally, we were going to talk about the first Spider Man into the Spider Verse movie. But uh, I think instead we, we just have a lot of news to catch up on. Uh, yeah, it's been a pretty eventful couple weeks in the film media sphere. Uh, what do you think the most important thing to start to start, to start off with is? Um, you you said that you wanted to talk about the newest Spider-Man movie, so why don't we start with that? Okay, yeah. So there's been a couple of reports that have come out about some of the labor practices um, involving... Um, Across across the Spider Verse, which is not is not is not surprising. It happens with with most movies, but like Lord and Miller are pretty much, are, are pretty known to be pretty cool people and like pretty chill. Or at least they were prior to this. Prior, yeah, exactly. Like like the, the other other projects have been pretty like no not really any complaints from a film labor, but I guess with animation there it's the it's a very um, progressive movie in terms of like. Did the work it, it advanced the animation a lot, mm-hmm. but yeah. but but with all that advancement, there's some labor problems. Which is not it's not them specifically. It's part of the whole a- a- animation as a medium. But mm-hmm. right, right now they're in the hot seat. So yeah, well, and so you you saw this movie. Yeah. So I okay. I, I'm not sure. I just saw this on Twitter, but like people were talking about how there's like different like clips in different showings in the movie have you seen anything about that yeah i like i i saw what i saw it one time so i so i only saw one version mm-hmm. um i'm not sure what the other versions is but like pretty pretty much the, the main difference that i saw is one of this one of the one of it one version has two scenes with um spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert skip ahead like 10 10 seconds childish gambino as live, live action prowler she mm. shows up in, in like two scenes in one version, one 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 version, he only has one scene, and the second, less spoilery, so you can listen to this. One of them has a spider, spider horse, spider cowboy, and in one in, in like one brief scene, Miles rides the horse for a little bit. So was that intentional, or was it just because like they were pressed for time? I don't see. That's what I'm not sure. Cause like I'm pretty sure it's f- like mm, I'm not sure. Cause like with Clue, like. When I think of other movies that have diff- different versions in theaters, the biggest example is Clue, but that's mm-hmm. just the ending. Yeah. The rest of the, rest of the movie is... It's, is not just like, it's not just like a random clip in the middle where they're like, ha gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Like, with, with Clue, it was, okay, we have, like, we, do, we don't know how to end it. Let's, well, let's have three different ones send them to different theaters. That, and that was a pretty, pretty neat idea for the time. Yeah. But like the rest of the movie is structurally the same. There's no there's no like fancy editing. It's just the last couple of, couple shots. Yes, exactly. So yeah, I'm not sure about that, but yeah, um, it's. I mean, it been, definitely kind of highlights the issue with like animation, uh, let's say like CGI and kind of the uh, how in Hollywood and and just the movie industry as a whole, kind of the push is always to get everything done as quickly as possible. And I find that I, I don't think is there an animation union? I don't think so. No, is there's there? not. There, there, there's no governing body over animators, animators, or like CGI artists or anything like that, right? 
Yeah, because that th- that's entirely up to th- up to film corporations, which sucks. Because whenever corporations are going to do a shitty practice, they will. That's mm-hmm. his- history one hundred and one. Welcome, well, welcome to us. Well, welcome, welcome to a Marxist perspective on film podcasting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, uh, what what kind of disappoints uh, I think the both of us is like we both have really liked Lord Miller's work like in the past. Like we like their. Uh, uh, well, we like the Lego movie. I think you do it as well. Oh, um, oh yeah. Uh, the uh, we both well, we had your brother on. We talked about uh, Mitchell's versus the machines. Then, then it was great. Um, so, like, you would think that they would know how to manage a animated film by now. So that's why I think it's especially disappointing to hear about how poorly the workers were treated. When like, like, if it was the first one that you could be like. Like, maybe there's some, like, excuse, like, oh, like, they don't know how to run an animation film because there's no, like, union protecting them, so, like, they don't know how to treat them or whatever. But by mm-hmm. the third, by the, like, the third or fourth animated movie, you should kind of know how to treat your animators and, <laughs> like, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, so it, it really highlights the need for a, a union or, or, like, some sort of workers' movement to protect the animators from situations like this. Definitely, yeah, because, like, even, like, yeah, even, like, video games, any any CGI or, or artistry that there's always going to be, because there's no union, there's going to be, like, there, there there's forced labor increases, there's, yeah, multiple things of, like, of 11-hour days, seven days a week for, to, to try and match a release date, and instead of doing, like, having the release date be flexible and just ma- matching the production to the to the to, to the re- re- release date it's a whole having a solid outcome with a variable process i mm-hmm. guess is was like which like i we'll get into 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 this later but dc's been like james Gunn has talked, talked a, lot, a lot about like pre-production and if you go in if you do all the work ahead of time you, it's more it's easier to meet a release date instead of having a crunch yeah and uh so i'll I'll probably put this in in the show notes um so uh vulture did like a a really good article i think they interviewed uh four people who worked on the movie Mm -hmm. and uh so like i uh i think one of the the things i want to highlight like kind of like the uh you're wondering oh like what kind of like were they just like sort of overworked like isn't like everyone kind of overworked um so uh kind of like the more uh, specific thing that i want to kind of point out uh is from the Vulture article, so this is when they were uh, uh, interviewing pseudonym Nathan, uh, who has been a, uh, an artist on a few Lauren Miller movies, and basically, sort of his understanding of what like is happening is like basically Sony has like lowballed artists so much that they force them to want to take overtime in order to pay their bills. Ugh. So, so they, they they force the workers to work longer hours because they need the overtime in order to just survive. And uh, I think that's just like a, uh, it's a good sort of example of like how bad labor practices can be in any industry, but specifically looking at animation, it's, it's quite sad. And, and it really highlights the need for some sort of organized movement to kind of, Hey, maybe artists should just get paid for their work and not have to like give up work life balance in order to survive. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's what a union is for, right? And that's not, that's why it's so important in any private sector c- company to have a union. Or like, obviously, there's practices that will try and stop that, stop, stop, stop that from happening. But there's a reason why they're trying to stop it so much. 
you know. So. Uh, anyways, so in that note, so so that that is uh, part part one of of uh, <laughs> of the news, and also that will sort of spur me into my labor news. So uh, let me just pull it up. But first, um, so the writers are still on strike as of recording this. Yep. Um, from the the reporting that I have seen, they're getting somewhat closer to an agreement, mm-hmm. but they are not yet at an agreement. Um, and and so now now to, to kind of uh, so now there's two sort of parts to it. So a lot of people were saying like there could be a, sort of a, a three prong strike happening in Hollywood with like the directors, the writers, and the actors all going on strike. Now that is no longer possible because the director i'm not sure if you saw this this is somewhat breaking news but the directors just uh ratified a deal of like through their guild um on the 23rd so uh it had like a pretty yeah so was that friday so it's a it's a three-year deal so pretty short deal uh as support from uh 87 of the uh directors guild of america's uh, members so um, it includes a 76% increase in foreign streaming uh, residuals, yeah. which is good. Um, and uh, it, it's like specifying streaming platforms as a source of, of income. Well, like, um, that, sorry, that, 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 that's where the money is now. Exactly. Like, like, uh, well, 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 sorry, like as, as home media slowly dies, reluctantly, I say with my giant Blu-ray and 4K collection, <laughs> like... Physical media is dying. Like in streaming, streaming digitals are how most most artists are are going to be paid from now on. Yeah, at, well, at, at, like even like thirty years ago, it wouldn't have been mainly physical. It would have been mainly TV, right? Yeah. But at least like exactly. with TV, you can like see the numbers. The big problem is that streaming platforms don't show their numbers, so they don't have any sort of requirement to share their <laughs> the money they make. And honestly, there's a lot of uh, questioning if the streaming companies even are making money or if they're just like working at a loss. Like I, I it, it's, it's a strange sort of system. Um, anyways, uh, kind of the other, the other big things that are a part of this uh, three year deal is that, uh, it's increased parental leave benefits. Um, and then also language stating that artificial intelligence is quote unquote, not a person and yep. cannot replace directors on film and television projects. So I I think that's pretty good. It seems like the directors agree. I, 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 uh, as a as a labor student, this is kind of up my alley. I haven't yeah. uh, had a whole lot of time to like read into the the whole agreement as a whole. But uh, I I will again. I will uh, I'll, I'll I'll be linking all this news on uh, like in the show notes kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and, and, and then the the third prong is the actors, and the actors have not signed uh, any sort of agreement. Um, this one, I don't know a whole lot about what they're asking for. I think just kind of general, like pay increases and residuals Mm -hmm. and, uh, like, like if you're a big name actor, it doesn't really bother you. But let's say if you're like a television actor, you might not be able to pay for like survival. Uh, like what was it? Like a few years ago, there was like an Emmy winning actor or was it the writer i think it's the writer but i'm sure the actor is the same like where like you might be winning an emmy but you can't afford to live <laughs> because which is just just not right but uh uh so they, they could still possibly go on strike i'll share a video so uh 
just a quick little recommendation for any of you labor enthusiasts like I am. Uh, out of the United States, there's this channel on YouTube called More Perfect Union, and they kind of highlight union struggles uh, throughout North America, specifically the States, but also a little bit of Canada. And uh, it's a, uh, a strong recommend for me. Mm, Anyways, uh, that, that's some of my labor news. Do you have, I have other news, but do you have any other news that you want to share? Um, I think we should, we should start with the Warner Bros. Discovery stuff and gutting Turner Classic Movies. Yes, yes. Uh, why don't you uh, tell us what's going on with that? Yeah, so David Zaslav, known shitty human being, I guess yep. now, uh, is trying to c- cut costs at Warner Bros. Discovery. This is one of the most stupid things I've ever seen. Turning costs of movies, it may not make a profit, but in terms of film... So, so, can, can, can you tell people what it is? Okay, so Turning Classic Movies is a channel, it's under Warner Bros. It, it's, a, it's, yeah, it's a channel on TV, it just plays classic film from... Is it just Warner Bros. dialogue or, or, or catalog, or is it other films too? I think it's I mainly Warner Brothers, but it might be others as well. Basically, they, they, they play older movies. Warner Bros. does have a very large catalog going back, so they play old movies for for relatively free or the yeah. cost of co- or, or the cost of a basic cable package. Yeah, and, and so, by old, we're talking like like pre-code like nineteen thirties movies. Yeah, well, like well, anything, I, 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 any any time, but like it goes as yeah. far back as that. Yeah, you should probably, probably third to thirties to nineties is what I would probably say gets a lot of the most play. Yeah, um, but yeah, like it's a, a, a and there's you can read so many stories of people of like even modern directors getting into cinema through turning turning classic movies because it's relatively cheap, it's really ex- ex- accessible, and it can like start starts to someone's passion for film. And it's like a curated sort of showing of different movies that like. There's actually some thought put into what movies are playing, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and usually there's like intros or outros by like certain film filmmakers or film enthusiasts or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's like it, it's a pretty important staple in the North American film sphere. I'm pretty sure that's even a, a, a available in Canada too. Probably. And then what did uh, Zaslav want to do? He wants to cut it. So basically, he he laid, laid, laid off a bunch of execs that were in charge of it. And it's probably lean, and it looks like it's going to be shuttered, shuttered sooner rather than later. It hasn't been yet, but that's where it's going towards. Yeah. Um, so so I, I have some more news on that. So so first off, uh, there was like huge backlash from big names in movie making world. So like Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, uh, Paul and Thomas Anderson, yeah. uh, all, they all sort of like had an emergency call with Zaslav and like, hey, don't yeah, do hell, this man? actually. Um, and then again, I have some not necessarily breaking news, but news again from Friday night that so there is new leadership at the head of uh, Turner Classic Movies. Okay, so it's still. Okay. D- did you see this? I did not. That must have been. So they just added uh, Michael DeLuca and Pamela uh, Abdi as the two new uh, heads of uh, Turner Classic Movies. Okay, so it's not... Um, I don't know much about them. Um, it looks like they're just kind of like classic corporate types. Yeah, not, not uh, surprising. So, again, that's like something to watch out for among us in the sort of cinephile grouping. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see that... I don't know. Th- th- there's like so many people kind of want us to forget about film history 
which is kind of sad. Because yeah. I, 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 like, I don't know. I, I wish there was more of a love for film history and more like people wanting to preserve it. Like, if it wasn't for people like Martin Scorsese, who have like fought so hard to preserve like world cinema and just cinema as a whole, like how much would we have lost <laughs> because of it? Like, it, it's just very sad yeah. how how quick we are just to be like, ah, who needs it? Yeah, who needs you know. Decade, decades and decades of cinema playing constantly on TV. It really shows kind of how film as a as an artistic medium is really kind of underappreciated in my books. Mm-hmm. It's it's not really seen as like a legitimate art when I think it. Well, obviously, both of us think it should be. <laughs> We've dedicated a, a whole podcast uh, and and hours upon hours of our lives to it. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of sad to see when film history is kind of just ignored. Yeah, it's 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 dreadful, and yeah, like obviously, I'm glad it's not dead yet. I'm glad it still exists. It just makes me appreciate, again, physical media and like there's just the the opportunity that we have to just watch m- movies. I think it's great. Like you can learn so much about the human experience, about other cultures, about you know, different people just through watching cinema. I think it's yep. am- as an amazing thing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, speaking of uh, Zaslav, oh god, uh, you saw Flash this week, didn't you? I did. I watched it last week. So, what what do you think of Flash? Just just a quick little little cliff notes of what you thought. It's not as good as the praise it got. And it's not as bad as the hate it got. It's somewhere in the middle. It, it's it's a it's too comfortably made of a of a movie. Mm-hmm. There's some weird creative decisions with the visuals. Yeah, it like. They look bad, but like the scenes that are in the Speed Force, basically how it looks like it, it looks like something's like rendered, but not quite completely rendered. But right. That, but because things aren't set in stone, which makes sense for the style. Well, which, yeah, because the, the, I know I, I heard some people complaining about it, and the director's like, "It's an artistic choice." Yeah, some some of it is like <laughs> and like, but but throwing everything under a blanket, that's just not true. So like some scenes, specifically some of the some of the. Dead, dead person CGI cameos are pretty distasteful, and I think those would have been better without those. I think personally, mm-hmm. like if they hadn't had George Reeves who killed himself from the from the from being the, being from being Superman and losing his career afterwards, I think that the take take that that take that out probably three and a half. Um, I gave it three. Christopher Reeve again, just use archive footage, like just and like it's just so. Mm. You have ways of reusing old footage that gives credit to the to the actors and makes it look not bad, mm-hmm. but instead you use this, which makes it look bad and takes you completely out of the out of the film. Yeah. Um, anyways, I didn't bring this up just for fun, but I I did want to kind of uh, state a little fun antidote. But this is the so the Flash just had the the second worst drop off week over week. Of any superhero movie next to Morbius, Morbius. and and any time, <laughs> any time that you are uh, in the same sort of breath as Morbius, I think that that's probably not a good thing. And um, you, as as you know, you you care about DC a little bit more than I do. What what are your thoughts on kind of the future of DC from this movie, which is kind of destroying the DC to make a new DC? Yeah, it um again it's it's not it's not a bad bad movie. It's really not. It and it's 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 too bad that that's not gonna make any money because it's just like 
It sucks that the only DC movie that that, that that made a billion is Aquaman, which I love. Yeah. But like, not everyone loves that movie, which fair. But like, it just—it's weird to be in this limbo time between between like the old DC ending and the new DC starting. Yes. So like, even like, so blue 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 beetles confirmed to be the start of the new DC. I, 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 I do I do want to ask you about blue beetle. So uh, when you have a chance to talk about that. Yes, I will talk about Blue, Blue Beetle all the time. Blue Beetle is one of my favorite characters. Jaime Reyes, Blue, 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 Blue Beetle 3. He's, he's, he's getting a movie. Came mm-hmm. out this summer. It's the first DC movie under the James uh, James Gunn. It was, in, it, was in, it was in production before James Gunn was, was head of DC Films. Right, yeah. So it's really the end. But like he said, said that Jaime Reyes is, is, is going to be a big part of the DC universe going forward, which I like. Because, like, he's been on the Teen Titans. He's been in the Justice League. He's a cool hero with a cool power set of... And the suit look, looks dope. And the actor they have is really good and, and really, really well-known amongst young young people, I guess. So, mm-hmm. get those butts in the seats. <laughs> but then there's still Aquaman 2 coming out in December. Where it's like, is that one set in the old universe? Is that one set in the weird ending, ending of the Flash universe? Like is it's kind of up in the air, but I'm like, like is that one? Well, like, because like the first one was we made a ton of money and people liked it. It was goofy and fun, but it worked. Mm-hmm. And so like number two, I'm curious for the how it's gonna be because I've heard some pretty terrible things in like fan screenings. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm curious about that one, but yeah, it just this, this, this weird limbo state. I just can't wait for Superman like for Superman Legacy and for James Gunn. Pierce Afrin to just reset this thing, and because like all signs pointing towards are good, Andy Muschietti is directing um, Batman and Brave and the Bold. That's that's mm-hmm. been con- confirmed now. Again, The Flash not 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 a bad movie. He he has like a, a good job, but he was dealt a really crappy like production. And like, like not, who would have thought that like that whole Ezra Miller stuff would happen, right? Exactly. The fact that this movie is like watchable. Is a, is a is a miracle. Yeah. So I think you know what? Give him another give him another shot with Brave and the Bold. I'm curious who they get to be to be, to be Batman because uh, like it sounds like Nicholas Holt is up in the running for for Superman. He he was one he he was one one of three who they screen screen tested with last week. Also, sorry, other weird tangent. It's weird how every process of the Superman movie is like is like being talked about like. I swear, I don't need to know who's all screen screen <laughs> testing for this role. It's not even James Gunn tweeting this. It's like other like <laughs> weird publicity people who are, who, are, who are, oh this, this and this this and this. Like James Gunn just said, we had a great weekend screen screen testing actors. Which I'm like, okay, great. But then the other people like I don't I don't need to know who. Just, just tell me who the who the, who like the last two are. Like yeah, like just let me know like who was tested that was yeah. close, and then let me know who actually got it. Like that's yeah. all that really matters. Because like I remember when when they cast Pattinson as Batman, I remember it, they said that that was between two. It was between Pattinson and Holt. Pattinson, Pattinson got it. The rest is, 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 is history. For that mm-hmm. reason, I, for that reason, I hope Holt gets Batman because that'd be pretty cool. I think he's a, he's the right age for it too, and he he's in his mid thirties. And he's already gone through like testing and stuff, so like yeah, obviously so, he was pretty desirable. So yeah, I and don't know. Warner Bros likes him, so mm-hmm. that, that 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 that's been a, a good sign. But yeah, so DC's kind of in a mess. Again, it's 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 in the right right direction going forward, 
but right now it's kind of it's kind of still messy from the whole J- Jeff Johns, Walter Hamada, Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. people, places, and things. Do you think they're gonna keep trying to do like multiverse stuff, or do you think they're kind of done with that? No, I I, I think they're done. I, multiverse stuff has been so. It's weird how 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 like desaturated or is how yeah how saturated that concept has been in the last few few years. Mm-hmm. And Marvel hasn't even really started with their, with, with their stuff yet, which is wild. Uh, speaking of Marvel, did you watch uh, Secret Invasion? I did not. I was going to, but then I forgot, and also AI stuff. Okay, so well, I, so what, what what do you know with the AI stuff? So like, I guess it's pretty limited, but uh, I want to hear your thoughts. Well, yeah, so the, the intro was AI, um, and intros are, pr- are pretty cool things, I, I think, like, or I guess, those are, those are end titles, right? Because, like, I, I guess, or, or or do they have a opening sequence now, too? I, I thought those those were just end titles. Uh, I'm not sure. Words. Okay. Well, Moon Knight has a great end title sequence. It had, like, I guess, no, 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 those are the, the nope, those are usually... Oh, Open titles, like Moon Knight has a really cool one. Mm-hmm. Like the Miss Marvel has a really cool one. They're really cool, and you have artists that are doing great things there. And then Marvel's like, "What if we did AI, quote unquote, art?" I don't want to call it that. <laughs> so it's like they look really bad. It's I, I get what they're going for. I do kind of. I don't want to, but I get it. Yeah, like I, 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 so I I did watch the first episode. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I thought it was kind of boring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of, at this point, I'm kind of not really excited about anything Marvel is putting out. I'll be honest. Yep, that's fair. But yeah, so like the whole AI thing, like again, I, I also understand where it's coming from, but also it's nothing that like an actual artist couldn't do. Exactly. And do probably better. So, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like another excuse to kind of uh, manipulate people and to be like, see, AI's fine. It's fine. Um, but, so this is kind of a fun little fact, but uh, I forget what the law case was, but basically um, there, there was a, a case where uh, a monkey took a, a selfie with a photographer's camera. Yeah. And... The, the 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 argument was that oh like does the monkey own the picture or does the photographer own the picture so who can make money off of it and basically the court case determined that anything that isn't made by humans uh, isn't able to be copyrighted yeah so essentially the whole title sequence in theory public is, domain baby. is pu- is public domain so you, you so if you want to do whatever you want with a with the, that information uh have at her yeah exactly if you want to take the picture of scroll scroll nick, nick fury add a little cigarette to it you could exactly and legally i don't think they could really do a whole lot they can't although yeah it's it's marvel they have power so they might just hunt, hunt you down and kill you who knows yeah uh, th- this is a, a random little little fun bit of news so uh it's the 41st uh, on the day of recording today is the oh, yeah. 41st anniversary of The Thing, which is a movie that we talked about. We talked about that movie on this podcast, right? Yeah, we did. Oh, we have. Yeah. Uh, and I think we both love that movie, so uh, happy little 41st anniversary to guess, uh, The guess Thing. What all, guess, guess what also anniversary it is? 
was it Blade, Blade Runner? Blade. Ah, I was right. Yes. Or they. I know they came out on the same day. That's bonkers. What, what, what was Blade Runner? Was that forty? Which birthday was it? I'm pretty sure it's also forty-one. <laughs> wow, same day. Uh, I'm gonna yeah the thing. A two and Blade Runner is also A two. I think Blade Runner. So it yeah, came out A two. Wow, what, what a doubleheader! I it's, feel that. It, <laughs> Barbie Oppenheimer, the 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 or the, the OG. The, yeah, the the forty-first. Uh, <laughs> forty-one year ago, uh, doubleheader from heaven. Um, yeah, that, so that, I just thought that was a fun little little factoid. It um, just shows you how, how much feminism has progressed. We now you can get a, bar, a Barbie movie and uh, and an Oppenheimer and a Christopher Chris Nolan film instead of two <laughs> traditionally masculine films. I would say the thing. Yeah, Blade Runner. Exactly. Uh, this isn't really movie news, but uh, it's kind of, it's kind of movie related. So, uh, have you seen about the whole submarine happenings? Yeah, I so, so I, I've seen a lot, of, a lot about James Cameron, Big Jim, as the kids call him. Yes, uh, he's also so kind of flexing on them. Which I, whenever James Cameron flexes again, he he has said, 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 said some stupid things about indigenous groups. But back in two thousand nine, when doing doing Avatar, that was that wasn't that wasn't good. Everything he said about since then, I'm pretty sure he's been a lot better. And like, but again. It's weird seeing him like talk 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 about things that aren't movies. Yeah, but like, like I to realize that he is like a, a submarine expert. Yeah, of sorts. He's, <laughs> he's 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 one of the leading experts in in like submarine and like and like submersion, specifically on the Titanic. He's been he's been there thirty three times. Well, what was the claim he made in an interview that he's been to the Titanic? More hours than the the actual captain of the Titanic was on that ship. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah. Also, Anyways, so, sorry. Go, go, going a little bit on on the, on the Titanic movie. Yeah. That that the dive to the Titanic was practical. They actually shot that. I with the submarine. Uh, this, this might be a hot take, but I have not seen that movie, and I don't really care about the Titanic, the historical thing, or the movie. That's fair. It's a. Uh, Joseph, in terms of like well-made blockbuster and also awards nomination, it's one of the most well-made blockbusters you could you could, you could ever watch. I, do I, I, I believe you. I I do want to watch it, but I'm also like, it's a it's it's long and it's and it, it's it's. I, uh, I know the I, ending. Everyone dies except for the one person because she fit on the door and Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio didn't. So. I watched the 4K remaster for the 25th anniversary of this. Well, you saw it in theaters, right? I did. I did. Yeah. It was great. Well, that was pretty great. Uh, do you have more news? I, I have a couple more pieces, but I just want to see if you have anything else to... I Not off the top of my head. Okay. Well, then I have uh, a bit of a sad bit of news. So, news. Um, Dean Smith died. I'm not sure if you saw this. I did not. So Dean Smith is a stuntman, very famous stuntman. So he worked on a lot of like John Wayne movies. Uh, he was in uh, well, so he was in True Grit, uh, El Dorado, which is another one of my favorites. Gunsmoke, Lawmen, uh, Have Gun, Will Travel. So like he was like one of like the the biggest uh, stuntmen in the, sort of like the Western film genre, which is one of my favorite film genres. So I, I thought that that was kind of like a, a nice to pay a little tribute to, to that because uh, this leads me to my second point, which uh, I find that stunt 
actors are oftentimes neglected in the discussion of movie making. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to uh, continue with that, let me just pull up my bit of news. Where is it? Where is it? Da, 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 da. Uh, so Fast and uh, Furious producers were just um, like proven liable of uh, leaving like a stunt performer with life changing injuries. Oh. So so basically, they uh, so the, the stunt prefer, uh, stunt performer was uh, Joe Watts, who had worked on like Solo and like a lot of like big movies like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, he was like thrown by Vin Diesel, and like, basically, the safety wire that was meant to keep Watt from not hurting themselves like malfunctioned, and uh, he then missed the safety mat he was supposed to land on, and had a fractured skull with a traumatic brain injury, which is which is very sad. And and basically, it was proven that it was the fault of the production company that it wasn't safe. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of real shitty. And when you, again, we were talking about like labor stuff and such, it uh, kind of fits into all that, how companies will just be like, see a lot of the, the team members as disposable if they're not someone that the general public really cares about. Mm-hmm. And I find the general public doesn't really necessarily think that there are stunt performers. Like when you watch a movie, you're like, oh, like a stunt, man, or like a stunt person performed this. You're just like, oh, like that was probably the actor. Um, which in some which in some cases is true, but also no. Like in terms of like in terms of actors who do most of their own stunts, it's Tom Cruise and Keanu Reeves. Yeah, <laughs> and like we, we we make a big fuss about those two, but like if you look at those are the two main actors, and everyone else doesn't do their own stunts. Like that's a much larger percentage that are using stunt people for for their for their stunts. So um, and like Tom Cruise has talked about like. Like why he prefers to do his own stuff is because like he rather put his own life at, at risk than someone someone else's because he wants to do dangerous things. He's, he's like, well, I want someone else to do that for me. Mm-hmm. Which I can respect. I mean, Tom Cruise is a pretty weird guy. Yep. But, but like he's passionate about making movies and and, and entertainment. So he's like a less problematic uh, um, guy from Grey Showman. I almost said F. W. Murnau. No, nope, uh, P. T. Burnham. P.T. Barnum, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> right now, director of Nosferatu. P.T. Oh, Barnum. Yes. <laughs> less, le- less problematic P.T. Barnum. So. Yes. Uh, okay, anyways, I, I forgot two bits of news. So oh, l- l- let me just go. The, 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 this is, again, going back to, to labor news. Um, so quick, quick little little thing. Uh, so the International Cinematographers Guild appointed a new uh, executive director, uh, who is Alex uh, Tonison. So, uh, Tonson has, has, has like a huge history in the labor movement and mm-hmm. it looks like he's, he was like a really strong choice, like, like very like pro labor choice, which, which is, is a good sort of sign of the times of what's coming. And then, uh, this other one that I found really interesting is so like, uh, San Diego comic-con, which is kind of the biggest sort of mm-hmm. comic-con. Um, Marvel Studios, Lucasfilm, Universal Pictures, and Sony Pictures are all all sitting out of uh, Comic Con uh, because of labor issues. So, oh, yeah. so because of like the the writer strike and uh, like the the like failure to reach an agreement with the the actors guild, um, they basically are like, yeah, we'll just not go. 
because yeah, it, it, it seems like a, a place where people could protest us, so we just won't go. And it's not like they can announce who's playing who or who's writing or who's directing what. Because well, they're all on strike. Exactly. Yeah. Well, even like directors who aren't striking will probably, or directors who aren't working will probably, ins- like, you, you've seen some directors on on the picket line. Yep. With, with, with the writers, which, which has been nice. Like the, uh, oh, is it the Michaels? Yes, right? The Daniels? Daniels, thank you. Michael Daniels, same name. Well, because they're writers and directors. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they're part of the both guilds, I think. So. I guess, but yeah, they, they were uh, on the picket line, so I was good to see. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, that is all the news I have. Do you have any other news? Okay, not, not, not in the world of movie labor, just hockey labor <laughs> oh yeah well that's for a different podcast yeah exactly uh do you have anything to recommend this week then oh um let's go let's go through a quick old look what um i'm going to recommend mm, avatar the wave water uh it, 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 it's on disney plus streaming now um it's a really good movie better than the first one in pretty much every way mm-hmm. um <laughs> it's written better it's not just the this one's not just written by James Cameron. Nice. It's co-written by someone else who I think. Let me see who it's co-directed by. Pretty sure it's not a man. Avatar: The Way of Water, written by James Cameron and uh, Amanda Amanda Silver and Rick Java. So a couple of different writers, not just Jim. Again, James James Cameron's good good at a lot of things, but writing not his strong suit. Yeah. He'll he, again. He'll give you some great lines, some very memorable lines. As a whole story, not really his thing. Sorry, Jim. I love you, buddy. But <laughs> stick to your submarines. <laughs> yeah. Stick to making movies about about, about water and yes, still blue blue people. But like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, my recommendation. I have not seen this yet, but I I <laughs> classic. Will still recommend it. It is the TV show I Am Virgo. So it is the TV show uh, by Boots Riley. Oh, it's a Amazon Prime show. I think the first episode just came out, and from what I've been hearing, it's a it's a good anti-capitalist piece. Again, I've not seen it yet, so uh, I just love Boots Riley, and uh, yeah, that, that's okay. my that's my recommendation. I am a Virgo. Okay, the, what did I say? I think you said I am Virgo. Oh, I am. I'm a Virgo. There we go. Thirteen foot tall person. Okay, neat. Yeah, Joel Jerome. Shoot, he's in a lot of things. He's pretty good. So, anyways, that's my my preemptive recommendation. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's uh, that's our little news episode. Yep, that's about it. Uh, uh, <laughs> also, go watch the first Spider Verse, I guess. <laughs> which is good I, I did just watch it and it's pretty great i i caught up on a lot of the references i didn't get the first time like basically the first bit reminds me a lot of uh uh what's his face oh i wrote this down too let me just pull it up uh it reminded me of spike lee and uh his sort of artistic style when he first started mm-hmm. and yeah it's a good movie go check it out definitely and like like i hate how good the second one is too because all this labor stuff i'm like I gave it five, five, five stars. Now I'm like, I, I, I at, at, at what cost? Also, sorry. One more thing, Joseph. Yes. Okay. Letterbox, yes. Yes. Letterbox has changed the way review scaling works. Okay. How? So now, 
there, 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 there was a whole article. I, I, I didn't read the whole thing. The just, just that I saw was so now every account counts for one review towards the movie. So you can't review bomb things anymore. Okay, well that's good. So, but like, so now it means like I've given Pankton two like six five star re- reviews, but only counts as one. Right. I think that makes but, sense. Yeah, it, it does. Or else people just people just write give some give something ten reviews. Oh man, I but like because you can't say that. I, I, yeah, I it does, does make a lot of sense. I'm curious how it changes the list. Yeah. Of top two hundred fifty films, or because now you don't just have people review bombing positively a movie or whatever so that could be very yeah. interesting yeah okay well that's a good little piece of news thank you for that yeah, okay the epilogue <laughs> news yes exactly the the for, that's the post, uh post credit scene news that that's sort of the the treat for sticking around for <laughs> for, for this last little bit uh go. anyways that was better episode this week thanks for listening tune in next time when we talk about who knows what a movie probably bye-bye now